Hey everyone, welcome to our sales podcast with uh, Selling with HubSpot. Uh, we're here with Camilo, who's the VP of uh, Sales for Latin America. Uh, Camilo, you've had a pretty interesting uh, journey uh, <laughs> on your way to becoming the VP of Sales for HubSpot uh, for Latin America. Uh, how did you end up in this position? Uh, like, uh, how did that happen? Uh, yeah. Walk us through your journey. Thanks for having me here, first of all. Sure it's really interesting to be in a podcast again. Uh, so pretty cool, that initiative. I love it. Uh, pretty simple. I started from the ground up as a BDR, just calling customers, call calling, forget about the CRM. I was using Sugar at the time, <laughs> green screen, awful. Uh, but I ended up loving sales and loving technology and loving helping customers. So I evolved into a sales rep, traditionally mid-market accounts, then into bigger accounts. Then I was the global account manager for several companies at Google, then evolved as a leader just because I like that initiative to help people and help others. And I became really good at selling thanks to a lot of training and a lot of effort, passion, tears, and blood. Uh, blood is a little exaggerated, but <laughs> maybe a little bit. Um, and then I just evolved, and my career was always developing, being curious, learning more. And I became a director with Google. Then I jumped into a boat, like having more impact for Latin America, and that's being a sales director for HubSpot. And from there, learning a ton, four years of growth. That's been, this is my fourth year anniversary at, at HubSpot. And I became a VP thanks to the trust from the leadership here. Love it, love it, awesome. And and now uh, I hear that you're you're pretty much like a legend in <laughs> negotiations, and, and specifically, right? Yeah, uh, like, uh, that's what they say. Yeah, I hear when you come into in, into sales, it's because it's in the negotiating stage, and something really needs to get fixed there. Yeah. So, uh, how did you become this uh, sales legend in negotiations? Uh, and what can you tell us about uh, negotiating? Like, because uh, it's a very specific part of sales, right? It, it's it's different from the discovery phase, different from Flavor. prospecting. It's it's got its own, uh, you know, like uh, flavor. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, could, what, what can you tell us about it? I mean, I don't know if I'm a legend. They say I have a good close rate. I will keep it. Like ah, that. good one. It's 90% <laughs> close rate. That's what they say. That's yeah. a myth. Uh, <laughs> we haven't measured that up, but probably it's higher than that. No, just First of all, it's experience, just losing a lot of deals. Yep. But when you lose, you also have to learn. And as you mentioned, this is the last step. So learning how to use your process properly gives you a ton of knowledge. So if you know if you qualify properly, you know if you are doing the right thing, you know if the customer is ready or not, and that's something that you can show up in that call. That gives you a ton of confidence. So I go into that call and I trust myself that I have the best offer, the best product, the best team that work with that customer, and I'm just there to facilitate things. How? Elevating my rep. My rep is the rock star in that negotiation. If the rep is willing to give them a discount, a concession, I will do it only if the rep is in agreement to do so. So I'm not there to overrule the rep work. I'm there to support my rep and tell them like they are doing the right thing. The value that they are setting is right and that we are not going to negotiate beyond what is going to affect my rep. Because at the end of the day, there was a lot of work being done to be in that position. We should be able to close a deal. That goes into preparation. Like you need to prepare that, you need to have scenarios. You need a lot of things doing preparation, probably we can dig deeper into that one later. But at the end of the day, it's just like making a lot of mistakes, but learning that you, you trust your product, you trust yourself, you trust your brand, and the customer needs you more than what actually you need them. Makes sense, makes yeah. sense. So preparation, yeah. uh, how do you prepare to enter a negotiation? Like what, what needs to happen, say a sales rep is, is in the negotiating phase, they're entering that phase. What goes into making sure that they're ready for that? Yeah. I mean, they need to be sure like the product they are buying or the solution they are buying is going to help at doing something different at that company. So why they need to do something with us is the first question. The second one is like, what happens if they do nothing? 
And if the answer is fluffy, it's not clear, there is not like clear value on those, don't move forward. There is no deal there. There is no activity that you can do there that is going to convince that customer. Just go back into discovery phase and relearn what's going on over there. If that happens, well, go into the next one. What is the tech stack? You need to understand how this is going to be implementing on top of something or replacing something or connecting with something else. And be sure that you are actually have a technical win, which means like if they choose you today, you are not going to have any issue developing a proper implementation for that customer. And the third place is just creating scenarios. I do two or three scenarios when you can think about pricing, you can think about all the alternatives that could happen in that meeting. Never negotiate one thing. Think about a wider realm of scenarios or things that you can negotiate that you're willing to give but you're also willing to get from that customer. Prepare those and then go into the meeting with that part. Confirm that you have a need clear. Confirm the tech stack when you have a technical win and then go into negotiation. It's not only pricing. It's a lot of conditions that you can think about like to negotiate. And, and that's a great point because uh, people often get uh, tend to get stuck in pricing. Mm -hmm. I think we were just talking about Grant Cardone yeah. how he always talks about uh, how people tend to go to pricing like that. Oh man, uh, my negotiation is falling down. Okay, I, I'll reduce the pricing. And sometimes it's not about the pricing. Mm -hmm. And kind of like counterintuitively, maybe even increasing the pricing can work sometimes. Yeah. Um, have you seen that happen? Uh, like how, what can be a different factor that might be the important thing for you to like tap into that might make this deal happen that is not the pricing? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a project what we're selling here at HubSpot. Mm -hmm. So you are selling licensing, you are selling implementation, you are selling time that they're going to be committing to you, you are selling how fast they can start implementing, you are selling being a reference or not, and all those pieces come together. Sometimes the customer is, is more important for them to solve a need at whatever cost they have. If you identify that, you have a win card in your hand. If you don't, that's when they start losing the negotiation from scratch. How do you identify that? The question that I mentioned, what happens if they do nothing? And if the answer is like, well, we're going to be fine, you don't have a deal. That's when you come in, it's like, look, if I can solve this problem, is it worth it for you to do it or not? And sometimes you found doing a discovery again in that negotiation that they, I will give an example with HubSpot, they don't need marketing, they also need sales. And sales is a new realm of possibilities with a lot of seats. And now you... And it, it adds to the pricing. It adds to the price. Yeah. And you keep adding more product because they know like it's not about just funneling deals into the sales reps. It's about how they can work those deals more effectively. And you ask two or three questions, you notice that. And you go back to scratch or to zone one, do another discovery, be patient, but be able to reproduce that into a bigger deal and then go negotiate again in the future. But... You can grow the, the price ticket if you do the right question. Absolutely, because you're solving the problem that they have. You're not exactly. just getting stuck on selling your product, but you're actually like listening to them and going for okay, what I was what I was selling you on wasn't solving your issue, and the problem was exactly. not price. It was that I wasn't solving the issue that you have. So, yeah. If you are solving something, they will find the budget. Absolutely, that's never a problem for a company. Love it, love it. Any last tips on negotiating? Uh, somebody who's uh, starting, someone who's new at negotiating yeah. or, or who's not fully comfortable with how they're negotiating. Any last tips for them? Trust yourself. Um, you need to trust yourself. Otherwise, the customer is not going to trust you. If there is no trust, there is no negotiation happening. Practice. I practice a lot with my little six-year-old girl and I lose a lot with her. <laughs> so that's something I need to get better at. I can get some tips from you. <laughs> you don't have kids. I don't have kids. I, know, I, 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 I negotiate with my dog. Okay, that. there you go. 
practice. You can practice all the time, practice with significant other, think about the activities that you want to do during the weekend. That's a negotiation that is happening right there. And third, preparation. Don't forget that piece. Prepare for every meeting that you're having in negotiation. You have 30 minutes before to prepare. Last but not least, ask for help. You are not alone. If you're in a sales team, someone probably saw that same situation, so probably saw that coming or happening in the past, and they just can help you on how they saved the deal, how they were able to turn it around and increase the ticket price, for example. So ask for help. Love it. All right. Cool. Thanks, Camilo. Thank you, Luis. Appreciate All it. All right. <laughs> well, love it. Thank you. <laughs>